Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Andrew Bell, who is the chairman at Regency Mines. How are you today? I'm well. Right. Um, well, it's been an interesting sort of two months or so in regards to your metallurgical coal investment. And you've updated the market early January in relation to the transaction being completed. Would you like to comment further on that? Uh, yes, I mean the Regency has had one deficiency in our view, which is that it doesn't have a source of revenue, and you're in a much stronger position doing the sort of business we're doing if you do have revenue. Uh, and yet, when you have a low market capitalization, how do you get something that's going to have revenue? Um, because a small business is going to be overweighed by um, overhead costs if you're not careful. And so the only way to do that is in, is to find partnerships where you take part of a business with other people and um, where the overheads are low and preferably where the margins are very high. Now, we're in the mineral sector and the mineral sector has bottomed and one or two commodities have recovered quite well. And one of them is metallurgical coal. And before we knew you know, that Trump was going to win or that the, um, the emphasis that well, we knew he was going to win before we knew he had one, and we, before we knew the emphasis um, that he was going to place on reviving the coal industry, uh, we'd already decided this was an interesting area to get into. And America, of course, is a good, safe jurisdiction. So we found what looked to us like a really good, simple project, where there's a simple form of mining that's not manpower intensive, doesn't involve people going underground, and where the uh, coal coming up is very clean, requires only the minimum of washing and it's a saleable product and is a premium product. And we thought, okay, you know, um, it's got all the plant there on, on site already, the washing preparation plant. It's got uh, everything stripped so you can start producing coal from benches right away. Um, what's there not to like about this? So we've invested. So in regards to the sort of key findings when you did your due diligence, you've obviously seen that it was an asset that is ready to be produced. And in regards to that, you put a time scale um, in February. So you're looking to really fast track this into production. Yes, we were looking for three things. First, extreme simplicity. Second, good margins, uh, so that even if the price came down, there would be very healthy margins. And thirdly, uh, people who would do the kind of deal with us, whereby we'd have an agreement on paying out, dividending out um, revenues. So the base case um, when we make money in this is that we pay out uh, at least 50% of the money we make, unless we agree otherwise. Now. It's very possible that we will agree otherwise, because perhaps the best use for money we make and the highest return is reinvesting in the expansion of that business. But um, we have the rights to receive revenues, and that's the default position. And um, so we, we were able to get that in the agreement, and uh, we were able to get um, coal that had the characteristics uh, that we wanted in terms of margin. And we were able to get a project where there was extreme simplicity of operation. So 
Um, we think that from the end of this month uh, or from February, we will be able to start producing coal with our partners and generating healthy revenues. Now, in regards to the washing plant that you've got on site, is there potential there for you to bring in external coal to wash? And that is what um, was done a while back and now is being starting to be done again. Uh, and you can wash coal at something like you know, six, seven, eight dollars a ton. And so with a plant having capacity of 125 tons an hour, you could theoretically quite easily wash well over a thousand tons a day. Um, we're looking initially at doing about 5,000 tons, uh, may, maybe going up to 10, but let's call it five for now. J just 5,000 tons at $8, you would be getting uh, $40,000 revenue a month, which more than covers um, all, the, all the costs there. And um, if we did more than that, of course, well, just on washing coal alone, you'd be getting a return on our investment. Because you think about it, and for £250,000, we haven't just got 20% of this uh, project, uh, we've also got 20% of a um, washing preparation plant, the replacement cost of which would be something between 6 and $12 million, probably. So um, we, uh, there's not much difficulty getting, getting some kind of economic return from that, even before you start uh, Getting, getting coal into production. Once we start producing coal, um, we will start smaller and probably build up a bit, but um, the margins there are very much greater because uh, you can contract mine with organ mining uh, coal for, I, I guess, if, um, I think it's 20 to $30 a ton, and you assume that you've got another 10, $20 on top of costs, and I don't want to give precise figures here because although we've done them, we want to see how things pan out. Um, and the sale prices at the moment are, depending on your customer, up to $200 plus. Um, and so you, you let off a bit for transport because you want to get this picked up from the mine because that's, again, simplicity, not get it taken into the transportation business. and. Um, uh, you have a very strong margin there from the beginning. And as you build that production, your costs go down. And um, uh, we believe the demand for the high value uh, applications is is quite substantial and will, will take care of quite a, a bit of the year term expansion. So yeah, we see a very rapid payback on this if all goes as expected. When you consider the cost of the asset and the infrastructure that's in place there and you pitch that against your current sort of market capitalization, mm. there is very much a disconnect between the two and that is based purely on this one asset. So what news flow do you hope to get out in relation to this? Would it be done on a quarterly basis? Um, we will do it as frequently as we can in the early stages because people want to know that we are delivering against um, uh, what we said. Um, then I think we will go down to probably something like quarterly and um, I, I'm, we haven't 
formally decided, but that would be my expectation that we might start off by making something like sort of monthly or even more regular announcements because things will be changing. But once we've reached a kind of steady state, then the changes that we will be announcing will be plans to move up from producing this much to producing that much and so on. And that will be uh, that, that will be the sort of thing that you can encompass normally within a sort of three monthly reporting. Uh, we will also, of course, have some other things happening in the first part of this year. We have a stake in the Horse Hill development and um, at Brockham next door, Angus Energy is uh, planning to start drilling shortly. And um, uh, Horse Hill itself has applied for the licenses to do the next stages of testing and drilling. So what news flow are you hoping to bring to the market with that other asset then? Um, we'd expect that um, you know, the news from Angus at, at Brockham and the uh, news from UK on gas and Alba and the other participants in Horse Hill um, will be coming out in the course of the first quarter and then after that. And so, again, I mustn't um, preempt what is what they're going to decide uh, and when they time their disclosures. Um, but uh, I'm sure that the on the normal timings, you'd expect things to be happening. Is there anything further you would like to add, Andrew? Well, we've got um, other projects, of course, that have been uh, sitting down that because of the conditions of the market have been almost on carrying maintenance basis. And um, uh, if the nickel price goes up, then our Mambari projects in Papua New Guinea could suddenly become extremely interesting. And um, we also have a project in um, Greenland that may be uh, interesting, which, which is if the tantalum price uh, or niobium goes up. So uh, we um, are looking at these as, as a background, but we have in the near term, um, the three things, we have the coal, um, at in Virginia, Rosa, which I've been talking about. We have Horse Hill, where there's likely to be developments. And then we have, uh, at some time, um, probably in the first quarter again, we have the listing uh, that's planned for uh, Westport Energy, where we already have uh, a near £200,000 stake um, at what's likely to be a significant discount to the IPO price. And we have the right to take a um, further stake at IPO and we believe that's a really interesting uh, project. It's coal bed methane in Oregon um, and uh, yeah you've got 20,000 acres there and they're already producing the methane gas. Well they're not yet but there are five wells that were drilled by the previous operator that went into uh, bankruptcy and uh, those wells just need completion and hooking up to the part to the gas line that runs nearby a uh, very short distance um, and then the ultimate potential there is for several hundred wells uh, producing gas but we have to see how the first ones perform well, so that's that, that that's another uh, so it's really going to be quite a full agenda in terms of announcements in this first quarter.
Well, it's certainly looking interesting. Obviously, you've got oil and gas, minings and minerals. And obviously, the offshoot company based in Virginia. Yes, I mean, like that. Coal and um, oil and gas um, are all energy um, related um, investments. And so the uh, nickel and um, uh, rare earths, neopium and tantalum, are in the background as major assets, really too big for us to develop on our own, but we'd look for improvements in those prices to give us more scope for entering into strategic alliances there. But what we're trying to drive forward at the moment is those things that can give us cash flow and, and the growth that can come from that. Excellent. Andrew, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you. Thank you.